Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> I am very happy to report that this is 110 episodes later, our very first in-person recording of Jimmy Epo. I I'm very excited, man. We're live. Me too. You're live right now. I'm looking, looking at you eyes. in the eyes, David. <laughs> so pardon our fidelity. I have my new laptop without fans, so that's fun. Very fun. And uh, yeah, it's just so great. We are having a nice family weekend. Yep. And we rode the Alpine slides today, and I think that was a really good time. And we're talking in low tones at the moment because our kids are asleep. And Oh, I'm loud. <laughs> we've been <laughs> drinking all day i think yeah pretty much yeah, yeah. oh yeah for sure yeah so yeah it's uh it's uh been really nice nice uh to get outdoors go on a little hike yesterday and um uh we were wondering you know like really should we get into it should we, we brought the equipment you know best laid plans and all that of course um and i think we looked at each other tonight <laughs> and we were like i don't know man and what time was it? It was like 9.30. I was like, <laughs> I don't know, man. Do you think we're going to pod tonight? Yeah. What would you say? Oh, man. Well, I looked at you. When you when you said, do you think we want to pod tonight? And I thought, oh, yeah, we got to. Because we, we had two nights before this, yeah. right, leading yeah. up to this. And so I didn't know if on our last evening together if we would actually get together and pod. And so uh, I was willing to just take a 50-cent piece, David. Oh. And you know what? Where was this minted, this 50-cent piece? <laughs> Probably in Denver, I'd say. Let's just say. Eh, lucky Denver mint, perhaps. And I thought, you know what? Uh, I'm good on it, 50-50. Let's just, you know what? We'll call it in the air. <laughs> this is Jimmy Eat Pod. Oh. <laughs> Jimmy E. Paul. Oh, man, in I'm person. Me too. Other than the only housekeeping I had is that we're recording this in person. So yeah, too exciting. It only took 110 episodes. Yeah. Man. We even sat and did our, uh, you finished your research and I did my research with you and uh, our wives were here. Which we did that. Very exciting. Took some photos of us. That was very exciting. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, uh, I don't know. What are you thinking? Should we just jump right into it? I think we should. We have no housekeeping other than uh, the fact that we're together right now, uh, I don't know how deep we'll go into this episode because it is it, it we're we're well into Sunday. In fact, yeah, David, right now we have just hit Sunday morning. We did because I had to hit my do not disturb yeah. button again. <laughs> okay, so we have um, just hit midnight into Sunday. Yeah, uh, which just doesn't affect us. I mean, this is no. normal. Uh, and I this love is territory this for us. Song. So the song is "Call It in the Air." I absolutely love the song. Found way more than I anticipated finding on the song. Um, which is both good and bad because it's very late, <laughs> right? <laughs> I know, um, getting started, but right. Uh, all of that said, this is from Static Prevails and the Less Than Jake split, and there was a maxi single cassette that was put out as a promo, and then I got a bunch of others from uh, our friend Jed over at Jimmy Eat Wiki. Uh, yeah. There was the Call It in the Air seven inch single with the B side of Rockstar. There was a CD single that we own. It was one of our very few uh, pay, uh, uh, Discogs purchases. Uh, there was the Doc Martens Capitol Records music sampler, fake ID sampler, Foundations Forum Presents F Music Fest 1996 CD sampler, XL Songs from uh, uh, XL Songs, a compilation CD, Holiday In Store Play Sampler, God Registered, <laughs> Blast Trademark, America Copyright, uh -huh. C Hollywood and Vine, CMJ. Uh, why do we know CMJ? Uh, okay, that's definitely CRJ. No, it's gonna Charlie be um, or JMJ. No, no, no. She's she's the the 
vocalist on uh, a lot of oh Jim Courtney Marie Courtney Andrews, Andrews CMA, CMA. so the yeah, CMA um, yes. presents certain damage exclamation point volume 75 and then coma regalia cover compilation this is not a cover as far as i found today um this is track 414 on static prevails 506 on the less than jake split it was released on static prevails july 23rd 1996 the less than jake split was also put out in 96 produced by mark trombino and west kid recorded at sound city and big fish uh where blink 182 recorded Cheshire Cat and Dude Ranch. Yeah. Um, Jimmy E. World is the artist. The singer is Jim. Featuring here, check out this crew. You got Eric Richter doing additional vocals on digits on this record. So I'm not sure why that showed up on this page. Never mind. <laughs> um, I guess the page that I pulled the crew from was giving all of the credit to Static Prevails. All right. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and take this with a grain of shot. Uh, salt, but on Static Prevails, you also got Sarah Pont on violin, Mark Trombino on the Moog synthesizer, and Wes Kidd on acoustic guitar on Claire. So that's why I have this extra credits. Uh, this is a capital record. Uh, a Do I Get a Pickle with that music mm. song. Two demos for this track, which I'm very excited to dig into. Because oh, yeah. I heard you playing one, yep. and I was like, I don't think I've ever listened to this before. <laughs> uh, 28 times this song has been played by Jimmy Eat World. The first time on record is March 8th, 1997. And the good news is, oh, no, I was bummed. I, I thought I had two performances from before that, but I yeah. don't. Um, so March 8th, 1997 at Michigan Mind Over Matter Festival 1997, which I believe we've spoken about that festival before. And then most recently, they played it January 17th, 2003 at the Wiltern Theater in Los Angeles. I don't think I was at that Wiltern show. I couldn't say if I was or wasn't, and mainly because I don't record that information, <laughs> <laughs> clearly. And I go back into my Yahoo Mail because that is the, oh, the I, yeah. yep, I'm not dating myself with my Yahoo Mail. Uh, I go back into it. I don't find anything that has that venue in there with Jimmy World. Oh, that. I'm really glad you checked that. You did. We didn't. I don't think we talked about it on the Potter, did we? That you went into your Ticketmaster account and it only went back like a which certain, is a bummer. It only yeah. goes back six months. Oh, how that's terrible. Sucked. I know. It's not even good. Like, it, dude, three years, five years? to make me want to go through Ticketmaster again. <laughs> I would love to be able to see the archive, even if it was an archive where yeah. they said, "Look, this is the stuff that's not even in our main database. Yeah. This is the stuff that's in a database that we have just." It, it it's slow moving. You can do uh, very basic queries on it. I don't care. Whatever it was. But the fact that I had access to that would have been way better than me looking at seeing six months ago. Yeah. And that's yeah. it. That's all I got. I remember six months ago. Exactly. Let's, let's take a look just as we're talking about it. January 17th, 2003. Here is the set list. Opening with a praise chorus. Right into Bleed American. Your new aesthetic. If you don't, don't. The middle is track number five in this yeah. set. Okay. Right. Uh, Just Watch the Fireworks, Blister, A Sunday, Lucky Denver, Mint, For Me This Is Heaven, The Authority Song, Table for Glasses, No Sensitivity, Call It In The Air, Closed Out The Set. Three encore songs, My Sundown, Goodbye Sky Harbor, Sweetness. That's a good Jimmy World show. Right. Uh, and uh, let's see. Four Setlist FM users were there. Stratego 77. Let's see if I can see anybody else. Event Monkey. I don't trust that. Doesn't sound familiar. And it won't tell me anybody who didn't edit the thing. Okay. But oh, wait, no, here there. we go. They Casey were... Jacks, Chicken Boo 42, Shenny, and Stratego 77. <laughs> there we go. Love the usernames. Yeah. What does your last FM say for you? Okay. So 
uh, for me, my last FM has me scrabbling this track six times, which is just not true. Maybe while you're right. pulling up yours, let me pull up my iTunes. Info. Okay, go ahead. So I have, yeah, 32 scrabbles. And you said that the band has played it 28 times. Some, something to that degree. Yeah, sure. Uh, just a few more scrabbles. Not that it matters times, or yeah. anyway, but yeah. I was <laughs> thinking to myself, this is maybe the first time that I've actually listened to it. Oh. <laughs> uh, one of these obscure tracks. Now, and I don't know. There's other tracks that I've listened mm-hmm. to much, much, much more. But one of these obscure tracks that I've listened to more than the band has played. Uh, but Colin in the Air is a pretty good track. It's yes. one of those that jumps right into the lyrics. Yep. And when we get into that part of it, we'll talk about how little I knew about those lyrics. <laughs> so I have this song played nine times in my iTunes, uh-huh. but I do have a heart on it. I don't have any plays on demo number one, but demo version two, I have one play. So I've at least played demo two once. Um, So those are those stats. Uh, But here's some fun stuff. Oh, how many times did you say you had? 32. Jesus Christ, man, your last FM scrabbles are so good. (laughs) Um, They're on point. This song has 60.9 thousand listeners on last FM, 204.5 thousand scrabbles this song alone. Notable high note of B flat four and G sharp four, no notable low notes. And he is singing in his upper register here, Jim. Oh, yeah. Um, And uh, here's the last of the bit that I got. C (laughs) sharp major, 3B Camelot, 98 BPM, 301 duration. Justin, in person, would you like to go through? Of course lyrics? I would. Now, before yes, before we get into these lyrics, David, I would like to make one remark. And you made this comment earlier today, if not yesterday, <laughs> when we were talking about the fact that you brought your bass guitar tonight. Yes. Or for the, the trip. And then I brought my acoustic. And I said, I can't wait, David, until we get to play some Jimmy World tracks. Mm-hmm. And oh. I said, you can make maybe you can take Tom and I can take Jim and you and you said, <laughs> what did I say? Hi Jim and low Jim. <laughs> oh right, yeah, yeah. I said I could, my, take, I could do Tom or my, I could do yeah. My low first Jim. comment on this is harmonies throughout mm-hmm. comment or comma all Jim because it is it's all Jim man top and bottom. But live Tom does do it, which yeah, is cool. okay. Yeah. Which yeah, he does fill in that part of it. Yeah, but yeah, there's there's some spots when when Tom does not. Uh, fit the bill, then Jim will <laughs> go ahead and take this thing. Let's go ahead. We'll go through the, the oh, lyrics and, here. And, and I went through the archive website and yeah. pulled up, let's be honest, Zach's uh, <laughs> lyrics that he typed into the HTML. <laughs> I imagine Zach is in there in Dreamweaver typing in. Oh, of course. Manually typing in. He seems so involved, but then also so uninvolved. Zach has Dreamweaver energy. For sure. <laughs> he definitely has Dreamweaver <laughs> energy. <laughs> Zach had a cracked version of. I can make my own websites, is what he says to himself. (laughs) He just needs somebody to help him with the FTP info, and then once that's set up, he's good. What's the password for me to upload this to my? I got the FTP dot. Okay, JimmyEatWorld.com. We own that, right? Is it dot net still? Yeah. What's the port? Twenty one. Got it. (laughs) I've got this, bros. Okay, so we got. All right, let's see. Lyrics. We start with. All right, I'm going to break down the verses into uh, a couple of blocks here. So we've Zach got... only wrote a paragraph, so I'm going to try to find where <laughs> you are. Please do it. Okay, so we got verse one, uh, the first half here. Okay, before I get into this, I had no idea what these lyrics were. Me so this either. is exciting for me. I was like, me. did they just say something about their dad? Exactly. Okay, the fact that the dad was mentioned in this, yeah. no idea. Uh, 
I think leave home today was the first line that yep. made sense. After that? And then after that, nothing. <laughs> it was everything. It was like, <laughs> right? Okay. All right, cool. We're on the same page. Verse one, leave home today, escape your region. Oh, wow. That's a deep one. Uh, get out of your hometown. Get away from that place that you grew up and all those people that you knew so well. Essentially, right? And the second half of this verse, it's in your head. Keep moving on. You're getting hung up on staying here for whatever reason it is, and that's what's keeping you from moving on. Uh, and to quote the great Nike, oh, just do it, yeah. right? I think that's what they're saying in this first verse is leave home today. It's in your head. Keep moving on. <laughs> Go on. Do your own thing. Make sure My kid that, ran away. Why yeah. did you do this? Why did you do this? <laughs> Jimmy World told me to. <laughs> Jimmy World told me, man. Why, man? The rock music. They knew what they were the doing. Rock music. This is the problem with that. <laughs> I mean, this was an early record. So this is this is very much in there. Uh, we're fighting with uh, Urban Reagan Sprawl and, and yeah. finding yourself as a musician. Yeah. So that's what, <laughs> that's what we're getting at here with this. Uh, then we go into the chorus very, very early into this, and there's no verse yeah, two. See, oh, and this is the lead single from this. This is smart. So recently, Mark Hoppus on his Twitch, somebody was like, oh, if you hadn't gone back on Take Off Your Pants, I know I'm digressing right now in the middle of the episode during the lyrics. We're in sure. person. I'm excited. Oh, of course. Very. Um, both Rock Show and First Date were written after the band had pr- presented the record Take Off Your Pants and Jacket to the label, and they said, okay, where are the singles, though? So now the question has always been, what would the singles have been on Take Off Your Pants and Jacket without First Date and Rock Show? And so Mark was listening to it. And it's interesting hearing the artists themselves talk about how they choose it. And Mark was throwing out songs. He's like, not Anthem Part 2. It's a great intro, but it's too long. And it's basically how quick can you get to the chorus. So this was a geniusly picked chorus. Because if you want something to play on the radio, you can't have a huge intro on it. It's don't bore us, get a, get to the chorus. Wow. And like you say, okay. bam, we're right in the chorus. So Okay, we're just in the chorus. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a beat before Leave Home Today. Boom, boom, leave home right. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Do, do, God, leave and we home. just came out of Claire, right? So Right. This is track, yeah, track four. And it does jump right into it. Mm-hmm. That's interesting, though. Three track. They, they had no singles for that album at that point. They, they had just had not- pitched it. They pitch they 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 basically presented the record to the label and was like here it is and they're like where's that fun like summertime Blink One Eighty Two song, and they both went home and they were like fuck you I'm gonna write the most shittiest poppiest bullshit you want and sure enough <sighs> first date and rock show were the lead singles on that and apparently. how much do you think of how much do you think that is a recipe of them being Blink and then also the fact that they're good song I mean is it the perfect mix it's the storm it's yeah the okay perfect you're storm. right all right yeah. which makes sense. And that's what makes them blink and not some other band. Mm-hmm. Okay. So here we have, we're jumping into the chorus with this. And I have to say this. I, I did not bring my sketchbook up with me, David. Oh. My, uh, a grandmother had given this to me. And it was a sketchbook and I used it for my lyrics. And I have my lyrics in there. I still have the damn book. But I didn't bring it up with me. But I do recall this. Uh, there was a track, and it was probably around the time when I was jamming with Eric, mm-hmm. and we were recording stuff, or at least playing around in his place with him on drums and me on guitar, and I wrote down, when I wrote down these lyrics, 
which maybe that can be house housekeeping for next time. I said, this is the Starlight, Starbright song from Jimmy mm-hmm. World because something about it had fit so well with what I had lyricized. And uh, and nothing ever came of the song, unfortunately. It, it was just, it was in that inf- infancy phase where I was putting together the lyrics. I was putting together the the tone, the melody, and it fit with this song. And that's the, this is the weird, it's just a very obscure association with this record and mm-hmm. call it in the air. And I just told it's myself. It's definitely like when that part hits, I'm like, oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Right. It was the starlight, star bright. So we're getting into this chorus right now. And this is how the chorus starts. The chorus starts. Uh, Choose starlight, no way to retrace. But you have to know that, and this is Tom, or is this Jim singing the, the other part in the background? The parenthetical little line that says, no way to retrace all your good days, add them up. We can listen to it if you want. Yeah, I can yeah. have that. I, I I can bring this up. Sure. All right. Let me bring that up. I'm going to punch in at 20 seconds, and we'll see where we are. I did. Okay, so it is definitely Jim, both mm-hmm. both spots. So it. it's choose starlight, no way to retrace. It is gone. But, but now, this no way to retrace all your good days. No way to, and that's more prominent in it, actually. You you actually hear, the, you have no to listen for choose starlight, no way to retrace. Them up. It is gone. Oh, right, God so. damn. Yeah, so no, choose starlight, both, I think, no yeah. way to retrace. Yeah, no way to retrace all your good days. Add them up. It's gone. It is gone. <laughs> yes, right? So that's the, all. both Jim. Uh, and I think what they're saying is light is, and this and this is a very obscure association uh-huh. here. Light is always traveling away from its source because it's in, invisible to the naked eye. Uh, the traveling of light, where it ends up being is visible, right? Yeah. You can't retrace your way back. All of what was behind you is gone. So there's the point that it starts, there's the point that it ends, and that's all you're looking at. Like, right. uh, you can't retrace or revisit those good old days. Yeah. Is essentially what I think they're saying here. As it is gone, it being the good old days. All right. And then uh, the second half of this chorus is choose star bright. No way to retrace. So instead of starlight, now it's star bright. Uh, and if I'm mistaken on any of this, go ahead and call me out on this. Uh, none of you knew any more than who's in here. And again, it goes on. It is gone. So none of you any more than who's in here. It is gone. And I think this is surprise. If that's the thing, I'm hoping I'm, I'm matching that yeah. right there. So I, I think what they're saying here is you don't really know me. You only know what I've allowed you yeah. to know and see. None of you know any more than who's in here. And who's in here is what I've shown you. And that's what is. And that, again, it is gone. So we've got the chorus, which is two parts, talking about starlight, no way to trace, and then star bright. And none of you knew who is in here. Then we jump into verse two. Had no idea the word dad was in here. No way. <laughs> and not only not only that, David, but become your dad. 
become your dad, and then the fact that Jim has been able to splice out this word live unquestioned, (laughs) (laughs) right? So become your dad, live, live unquestioned. Is that how it goes? Yeah. Yeah. Live unquestioned. Yeah, okay. Maybe. There it is. Live unquestioned. (laughs) Very good. Yeah. Get the pitch right. Uh, Maybe their father never took any risks or left his hometown, and he's lived in this life without any kind of doubt. No, no, no. I I don't live in any kind of regrets. No regrets. No regrets. No regrets. Uh, All of his decisions were calculated, and this individual, the son or daughter or person that's in this position here, the, the narrator, is looking at their parent like, they have never lived in any kind of regret or in any questioned life. And that's what I think they're getting into in this second verse is become your dad. Maybe you do. Maybe you do become your dad. Uh, I think we were just talking about this earlier tonight, right? Yeah. <laughs> of, of becoming your So own. much talking this weekend. Right. I, there's so much talking. Becoming your, your dad, but living unquestioned. And I thought unquestioned, I look at this, I'm going to look at it. Define unquestioned. There it is. It's the, the first result here without question yeah n- not disputed or doubted there yep. you go. not not examined or inquired into no subject of questioning or as david said unquestioned yeah so it's like it's it, it, yeah without question it's n- there's no doubt or dispution uh mm. in in the life that you've chosen and it's kind of hard to see when you're looking at this uh from a from a son or a, a, a daughter to their dad and you look like my dad never has questioned his choices in life. And there's a certain regard of respect that you have for that. And then there's also, why are they saying this? Because I can look at their life as this, you know, there's decisions that I feel like they've made that were maybe I would have made some different decisions. Yeah. But I think that's what they're getting into with this first half of uh, verse two is become your dad, live unquestioned. Uh, second half goes, it's in your head. Nostalgia's dead. So referring back to maybe getting caught up in their own mind and living in the past, uh, a lot nostalgia is useless. It's yeah. nothing that you should get stuck in. Now, this is the same sentiment, but different words. Mm-hmm. Zach has written here, nostalgia is death. Oh, okay. Um, same sentiment. I, can't, I, I don't think it changes the line. So it would, be, I think the it way would be quicker though. It, it, it would be nostalgia... Wait, wait. Nostalgia, nostalgia is death. Nostalgia is death. Right, right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's see what we can hear in the demos. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah, we'll listen yeah. to that in a bit. So now we're getting into the second chorus, which is I've I've highlighted Star Bright again. And I think this is an I'm illusion. I'm so excited to play the thing that I want to play for this. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'm very excited to this <laughs> because I think you and I are getting on the same on the same uh channel here. So uh, this is an allusion to a rhyme. Okay, all right, all right. So uh, we mentioned Starlight and Star Bright. That a certain theme park has used in a certain <sighs> fireworks spectacular. I am very, okay, I'm excited about David <laughs> putting this into watch together. Uh, and then we have the ref- what, what is referred to as, uh, as far as genius goes, the refrain here. Mm-hmm. Starlight, Star Bright, Starlight, Star Bright. This was the line that caught me when I was yeah, putting it's it so on my hooky. It's so good. Right. Now I'm not gonna do. do I, I'll refrain from do, again. Refrain. <laughs> refrain from doing the nursery rhyme. Right. Okay. I'll leave that up to you. Sure. 
So we've got the the starlight, comma, star bright twice. Yep. Okay. Do you want me to go through the bridge? Because that's the last yeah, little please. bits. All right. And the bridge goes, can't depend on honest answers from dependent hands. That sounds so cool. I don't really know what he's saying there. Exactly. <laughs> right? Okay, this is what <laughs> this is what I've gathered from this. Can't depend on honest answers from dependent hands. And I think it's one of those things where it's a double negative or a double positive mm, yeah. in this case where you have to look at the words that Jim's using. Right. Those giving you information cannot be those that require information. Right. Got it. Yes. So they're compromised is what I'm thinking. If you ask somebody who is already infiltrated, you'll get a skewed response. Mm -hmm. You're going to get something that's going to be... Why would you even ask them? If you know them, that they're going to be... Uh, it, the people that, let's just say they let, let's say they have kids, if you're going to ask them about kids, you know that they're going to give you their answer about kids. Well, kids are tough. Kids are difficult to raise. Kids are... Uh, they're going to have these thing that these different stages in life that you go through when you're raising them. Of course, you're going to ask somebody who has kids, but if you ask somebody about kids who didn't have kids, maybe they're like, "I'm happy without having kids," or "I'm I'm I'm in a different state of mind because I don't want kids." So it, I think about the whole honest answers from dependent, or I'm sorry, depend on honest answers from dependent hands. Is if you're asking the person that you're kind of expecting an answer from. There's nothing going to be – you're going to get that answer you're expecting. So then the second line is won't accept an honest answer from an open hand. Mm -hmm. So an open hand, I think that's more – maybe could it be a shrug or an offering to come with them and follow their path? Either way, it's somebody who is inviting you to uh, fulfill this legacy mm -hmm. that they have. Uh, and the last thing that I wanted to say in this was – so can't, again, refrain, uh, they, they repeat, can't depend on honest answers from dependent hands. Say the words and I sign off. Yeah. I think this is important because it calls back to the title of this track, Call It In The Air. Oh. Say the words and I sign off. Where calling it in the air is referenced when it's come time to make that tough decision. It's now or never. The coin has been flipped and let's hope you make the right decision. So it's in the yeah. air. Oh, man. We should have saved this for the Super Bowl this year. <laughs> yeah. Another couple of weeks, man. Yeah. <laughs> but, oh, this is why we chose it, because we're up here in the mountain air, there the rarefied yeah. air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I did pull a quote, but yes, I think you're I think you're right. Um, Lil Tater. On, <laughs> oh, yes. Genius. Lil Tater. Um, Lil Tater, that. 11 months ago, says, People who want slash need something from you are most likely just going to tell you what you want to hear instead of what is actually the truth. Wise words from Lil Tater. Lil Tater, man. Lil Tater. Um, so yeah, that is the song, right? Those are the lyrics. Yes. Okay, let's jump to 225 so we can do a little cross-promotion with Remain Seated, please, here. <laughs> this is <laughs> right. Justin. And I tell you, this is the best fireworks show that the Disney parks have <laughs> ever put on. Okay. And oh, is Wait, which park is this in? So I keep finding Walt Disney World videos. Uh-huh. But I found a source source audio. I think somebody recorded the speaker and then EQ'd it a little bit. Okay. Um, and I'm too drunk and lazy to look and see <laughs> if I have a source recording of it. And we're All using right. Watch Together in person right now. Yep, so yep, yep. I'm going to jump to 225 on this. It's called Wishes. Um, this is part of the 50th anniversary Disneyland fireworks spectacular. Okay. Um, so I'm just going to play it. You're going to get a little bit of pre-roll from Julie Andrews. Oh. And then we're going to hear... The beginning song 
of the wishes fireworks. There's been a montage of movie qu- clip quotes and stuff like that. Uh-huh. And this is the beginning of the show. Oh, Justin, I might start coming in front of you. <laughs> so good. This is exciting. Here we go. <laughs> Your two. One of them is they have the power. They do this so to well. To make a so wish, good. wish come true. Starlight, star bright. <laughs> Stop mouthing this, David. <laughs> Oh my gosh. If you can see this, guys. Why don't you keep going? <laughs> Come on, dude. I was into it. <laughs> it's so good. So anyway, that's the Wishes Fireworks. Oh, my God. Okay. All right. Uh, we'll get up on YouTube. We'll put it in the right. playlist for this. Really? <laughs> before, I, before I mess this up, what is the show that goes in front of... Uh, Fantasmic. Fin- Fantasmic. Which they've updated since, and I don't okay. like the new one. The, uh, the one and only time I have ever cried at Ooh, yeah. Disneyland was when I walked up and we were... It was in the evening. It was dark. I always we, we were walking from whatever Mansion. area it was Adventureland, maybe. Okay, yeah. Into Pirates. my favorite area, which has uh, the Haunted Mansion. Yep. Okay, that area. Nolan Square. Yep. Right. Okay. Yes. And was it the finale? <sighs> Mickey was up on the boat. <laughs> yes. And I stopped. We were walking. Oh yeah, I tear we were up walking every time. Perpendicular it's to so the good. show, yeah. I had Let's to stop. I had to, <laughs> I had to stop, David, and I looked at Mickey, and I thought, all of the joy and <laughs> happiness oh, in this area, yeah, all the ages, two year olds up to 70, 90 year olds, yep. And I thought to my, it all culminated in that moment, and I thought <laughs> as I'm walking, we're we were trying to traverse over to Dude, the haunted so mansion, good. and I thought this is too much for me. Let's see. Let's. I. I. I know nothing of this link that I have found, but the finale is really good. So let's see. If, if this is, here, let me listen. To I it don't know bit. if it's the same show, but this is had had have had to have been fifteen years ago. Yeah. When I saw, and so you it. saw the good version, but it was too much. When you see, and, and it's all so. Dubbed, this is right, right so after Mickey, Mickey has defeated. Right? Yeah. This is yeah exactly. This is right after Mickey has defeated. It's not Maleficent, but it's like a an amalgamation of all right. of the Disney villains, and there's this huge dragon that comes. Right. Up and Disney has uh, Disney. Mickey has just defeated that dragon. Okay. okay. And it's quiet and it's black, and you see like Tinkerbell sort of like oh. up things, and then. Uh, Mark David. Twain starts coming from around the corner. It's in darkness right now. It'll get lit up in a second. <laughs> it, it is in my mind, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> you're painting this. They're showing clips right now on the. Uh, there's a there's a fan of water. That's yes, right. you're that's, right. That's uh, coming up from the rivers. Oh, here we go. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. All right, here, here we go. <laughs> And now, okay, Mark Twain has just lit up, and all of your favorite characters are on the Mark Twain, um, waving scarves and things. (laughs) You're getting me. (laughs) David, this is it. (laughs) 
I'm doing all the Mickey right, hits. Stop it! Stop this! So as as all these hit, all these musical hits happen, Mickey points to the sky and fireworks go. Oh. And here comes another one. Does he have a mes- his magic <laughs> wand too? Uh, he doesn't have a magic wand. He has flames coming out of his fucking hands. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this is it. This is where I pause and it's like, everyone. And the drums are so good. I'm always doing this. And then there's a really cool part where they do a four on the floor and then roll on the... You'll hear it. It's coming right now. Zach would, would appreciate this. Yes. All right, here comes the four on the floor part. And this is... When you're standing by the haunted mansion, because it's like it's like above 5.1s around, the mansion only gets some of those trumpets. So if you're like waiting in line for mansion, you hear it too. What? <laughs> oh my gosh! So good. This is. Oh my god, it's so good. Yeah. Oh, here it comes. Oh, there it is. You need more toms. That's what that's exactly what saying. He's more toms. There's only a minute left. Oh, this is where it gets really emotional, right here. And now I'm making points in the fireworks. Can... This is when I cried, David. David, this is when I cried. <laughs> How do you not? Because he's right now. He's yes. up on top of the rivers of America. And then all this. Oh, and then there's these fireworks right here. Oh my god. Yep. So, but imagine, he's on top of a building. Yeah. Way back on Rivers of America. And then, right here. Imagine it, I was there. disappeared and he pops up right in front of the fucking Rivers of America, dude. It's so good. (laughs) And then the loudest fireworks you ever heard. Oh, it's so good. Okay, alright. You made me relive that. (laughs) Okay. So, yeah. yeah. Starlights are bright. Woo! Okay, yeah. Starlights are... Okay, anyway, that was... Yeah, that was the lyrics. Uh, But that was where my... (laughs) Mine went... Holy! Oh, okay. So okay. yeah, all right. Fantasmic. Okay. Yes. Fantastic. End of Fantasmic and the witches' <sighs> fireworks spectacular. Two of the greatest night of Disneyland <laughs> shows you can do. Uh, however, a close Barbara. I never liked the electrical parade, but Paint the Night is really good. And How's Owl City did the Paint the Night is the 2010s version of the Walt Disney Electrical Parade. All right. And they use a song that you would know from Wreck-It Ralph, When Can I See You Again? Okay. Instead of the... Right. What's cool is the guy from Owl City worked that into this version of the When Can I See You Again song. So you can definitely feel the inspiration from the original Main Street Electrical Parade. Right. But to me... Paint the Night is way cooler. Now, Paint the Night, when it was ideated, was you could go and buy a $30 wand, and your wand could interact with the floats and change the colors of the things. But if everyone has one, it 
nothing really right. happened. So right. it never really took off, but it was a really cool idea. So anyway, that's a, a, a close third place for nighttime spectaculars for me. Okay. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that is pretty in, in, impressive. <laughs> I don't know if my, uh, I, I, like I, we don't go usually we, at night on that side. We usually go to California Adventure and we'll do, uh, uh, what's it called? Um, World of Color. Yeah, we'll World of Color that. has some cool stuff, and they update it a lot more often. Than right. I don't know if they're the drawing people to that to go to parks to where they go. In the that evening. was the plan. The plan was to get that park at nighttime spectacular. They had something called Illumination, not Illuminations. What was it called at DCA before? Illuminations was at uh, Epcot, and that was really cool. Everyone loved that. I was lukewarm on Illuminations, yeah. which is a hot take trust me uh, <laughs> luminaria that was the original dca nighttime spectacular they did fireworks in the lagoon and all it was was just smoke in people's face <laughs> because you had, <laughs> the way you had just cold go. water and on a summer's night with hot fireworks and stuff yeah, it was yeah. just smoke in your face so luminaria did Were they not still joyful though like ah! <laughs> i mean you can find videos of it on youtube it's, it's a whole thing <laughs> so <laughs> call it in the air was the lead single uh and like i said one of our few discogs purchases yeah on the seven inch which was one of those jukebox looking seven inches the right. b-side was rockstar and that's also on discogs that would be a cool one um so those were the notable things that i wanted to write about that were okay. up on the less than jake single or er, tape we did talk about right. but this is the last song from that less than jake uh split i guess split cassette uh, less than jake <laughs> all right yep um so uh, I did find this blurb. I didn't go through many articles. Well, I guess I did go through all my articles. This is one of the blurbs I found, though. The Michigan Daily from September 13th, 1996. This is written by Colin wow. Bartos. Right. And most importantly, because Wikipedia pulled from this to say what the song sounded like as the lead single. Colin writes, the first single, Call It In The Air, has a very punky sound, like something you might find on the new Sensefield album, which they played with that's why they got signed to Capitol was right Sensefield. Um, with a chugging guitar and both vocalists meshing together to create a unique sound. So it is possible maybe maybe it is Tom singing the lower harmonies, although we're taking Colin nineteen ninety six Colin's <laughs> word. <laughs> right. Whether, his his word. Yeah. Right. Uh what was it? That guy that oh this is housekeeping. We haven't really talked about it. There's the guy doing Jimmy Jews Days or whatever. Oh on, yeah, you're uh, right. Chris and James Hand. And Mark Trombino hopped in on Lucky Denver Mint this past yes. week. Did you happen to catch that or so record it? I, or? I was there for it. Uh and the way that it works is Mark hopped in. I think Zach coaxed him into joining, right? <laughs> yeah. I don't know how on board he was with it really? because Huh? Really? What he was weird about? And it? this is why I think this. Like, I, don't know uh, I think later about. in the episode he was warmed up to it. But okay. for the moment that he showed up, and Christian James Hand is very much involved with any type of music, any band. So, but he's very knowledgeable about this. Yeah. And he's although I love the parts. Like I've only tuned into one of these. Like, and it was only half of it while I was making dinner. And I was like, I love that this is basically like listening to us when we listen to the songs, and everything oh, is like, yeah. oh my god, this is so sick. Yeah, dude, it's basically this <laughs> expletive, this expletive. I love this band. Yeah. So he shows his joy, his joy and enjoy his his true, genuine enjoyment of listening to the band. Uh, but he's very knowledgeable as yeah. well. And he does his research. And so on this one, uh, he goes through a lot of the stuff. And we talked about this with 
basically in the Discord, talking about how Jim, Zach have gone through and answering these questions over and over again. But they're so good and professional about responding. Media to training, them. man. Exactly. Yeah. And so even though Christian James Hand asks these same questions, they get the same responses. He but he asks the questions because these people that listen to their his show don't know this stuff. Yeah. And so they didn't know about uh, Mark Trombino. Mark showed up. And so Mark asked Was a, Christian James Hand like over the moon? Well, he was I mean and he didn't no, know he was coming or he, knew he did he was not coming. know. Okay. And he, I think with any one of the artists that he does, he's very accepting of whoever shows up. He will make a note and say, guys, this is a really good show. We got Mark Trombino, the producer of this album <laughs> yeah. here. So this time, he asked a couple of questions of Mark. And I don't know if it was a timing of the chat and what Christian asked, but it didn't seem like Mark was that responsive to it. Later on, he seemed to be more responsive. Yeah. But yes, he did show up in that chat and uh, answer a few questions about uh, what his influences were as far as musicians go and bands go and what really brought him to be interested in Jimmy Eat World. So if you if you have a, a chance to listen to that, you can listen back on that. And if you're part of the Discord, you do have access to that because I know that for a fact I have recorded that <laughs> because <laughs> Christian James Hand has placed that. Uh, he put like 24 hours after he posted mm-hmm. it. I extracted it. I got. I made sure I got that. So... I know that it's uh, it's one of those things that's... So a join li- the Discord. Yeah, it's a little bit iffy on the whole... Uh, There's a link on her page. Yeah, yeah, you can get access. It's really good hearing his in-depth look on that. So, yeah, that is something, I'm glad you mentioned that, that he did look in-depth into that track and uh, and talking about uh, the, the history of its production and then before yeah. on, on, on what was involved in, in getting that album together. So I do have a couple of articles yeah. from this. Uh, one from the Alt Press. I think we've referenced this before because we have referenced this article. I'm do sorry. Have a year this, of this one. That, that we have referenced the uh, Static Prevails before, right? And this one is from Dan Slesser, May twenty second of twenty fifteen. Fifteen best oh, no. Jimmy Eat World songs. Okay. This shows up. His for reference. His first track is Lucky Denver Mint. But Call It In The Air shows up on track 11 of 15 of his. That's pretty good. The finest track on Static Prevails, Call It In The Air, is pure adrenaline wrapped up in fuzzy guitars, charging along in lively, boisterous bastion with hooks aplenty in an abrupt tempo change launches the song into its towering chorus. In three minutes, they show lesions of pop punk bands how this shit is done. <laughs> right. That's good. So very, yeah, right? In three minutes, no less. It's, which is in, in, intense. In exactly three minutes. Yeah, right? Yes. Call it in the air. So, yeah, they don't they don't mess around with this. <laughs> no, sir. <laughs> so, I got that. Uh, let's see. Band, bands, you should know. The Burlington County Times. Burlington. The this Burlington is- County <laughs> Times where we make coats, right? And that yeah, Burlington Co. Factory, right? Uh, let's see what they have. This is an article from Jesse Pazera, posted August 18th, 2011 at 12.01 a.m. I'm sure this was scheduled scheduled to go. Yeah. <laughs> and you got to do 12.01 so it doesn't accidentally exactly. get attributed in some right. crawl or something. Okay. Yes. 
And uh, essentially, this is a look into why this individual likes them. And they say, why I like them. First of all, they are relatable. The reason I first started listening to them was because of the sheer number of songs they sang that I felt I could really connect to. I found some of their music so perfectly relatable that it was almost as if they were writing the songs specifically about my life. I had never felt that connected to the songs of any other band. And it is this aspect of the band's music that really grabbed my interest. I feel as if no matter what is going on in my life, there will always be Jimmy World song that we're late, that I can relate to, and that is what makes them very special to me. This is true. Yes. And they go on to say... It's for, not just us. No. For <laughs> recommended listening, and this is very specific, there are four bolded, emboldened, embiggened, maybe? <laughs> I don't know if embiggened is... Uh, yeah, no, no, maybe not. Okay. Uh, the second one is for punk rock fans, and they quote, Bleed American, Your New Aesthetic, Blister... But second in line, I saved this for last. It's second in line. Call it in the air. Mm -hmm. So for punk rock fans, because in three minutes, they do deliver that sound. Yeah. This would be an interesting track to show somebody like, Jimmy World, they're that band that's in the middle, right? Like, give me another (laughs) song by them. Right. How about this? (laughs) And I wonder if they would be turned off by it because it was so different. And this compared to last week, which was like a straight up like punk rock. That was like a skate punk track. And this is like more like... An emo punk rock right. track, yeah, right. You know, uh, Tom Mullen posted a really funny meme today on. Uh, I saw it when I was scrolling Jimmy World uh, or Jimmy Pod timeline, and it was like emo after two thousand five and emo before two thousand five. Did you see that meme? No, it's, <laughs> wait, maybe I did. I don't know when a, it was posted. Like but I'm a, sure I looked at it's it. It's like a crazy colorful clown post two thousand five, and then a dog standing next to that clown, <laughs> like, like leaning like away, iffy. like yeah. <laughs> and that was pre two thousand five emo. But what is <laughs> that? Wait, the dog was pre two thousand five? Uh, no, no, no. Post uh, the dog was pre two thousand five emo, like like not wanting to be <laughs> near. Not sure, not yeah. sure what they're getting. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'll I'll see if I can pull it up real quick. Okay. By, yeah. I did find another on Blogspot. Blogspot.com. What? For Ividel. I'm, I'm assuming. Okay, how would you say I-V-A-D-E-L-L? Ividel? Ividel, yeah. Ividel? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's a 90s emo blog. Was this in the same post? I'm going to go ahead and let's see. Call it in. Let's see what this is. This post. <laughs> oh, it's in the same. Yeah, so it's, it's a furry the on the same, left. Yeah. Emo after 2005. Like it's a, a furry. Neon- Neon. Emo before 2005 is a dog trying to get away from the furry. Yes. <laughs> it's really good. This is All right. good content. <laughs> but I don't, you know what? I don't even label anything after, oh my gosh, what would I label emo? I mean, I guess the early dashboard is what I had associated with emo. Yeah. But aside from that, I don't even label anything as emo anymore. Yeah. And partially because... Uh, well, I like the, the the new Midwest emo movement with all the noodly guitars like... Like all their songs are written like that. Sure. And then they've also got... Like we were playing today, they've got not only is it like the one for... It's like the one five six four progression, but there's like all these different little yeah. minor chords that they throw in there that make it mm-hmm. that much more unique. Oh yeah, we were trying to play some Wonder Years today out on the porch, <laughs> and I was like, I don't know how these new young and new young and and they're they're an older newer band, but new to me. I don't know. I don't understand all them chords they got. Right. We tried. <laughs> mm-hmm. We tried. So the for for Ivadel blogspot. Uh, this was from. 
August 5th, 2012, and this this post is titled Jimmy World Static Prevails 1996. And uh, I'll read the initial little piece in here. Static Prevails is the second album by Jimmy World. It was released on July 23rd, 1996, and their reviews are thus. Uh, For Call It In The Air, Call It In The Air is a fast-paced punk song with impassioned yells and buzzsaw guitars being the order of the day. Atkins' vocal harmonies are heartfelt while retaining an edge. In short, another good song to add to the list. Mm-hmm. I think True. that's shortchanging. It's not a good song. It's a great song <laughs> with, how they, <laughs> yeah. with how they do it in, in just three minutes. You want to take a look at some tabs? Yes. Oh, you got the tab, I huh? got the tabs right. from the archived websites from our boy Fake Yellow Light, Billy, the guy from Good Charlotte. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um I mean, he's not the guy from Good Charlotte, but he has the same name. Bill Martin, uh, BillyEatWorld at AltaVista.com. Jimmy, we'll call it in the air from the album, Static Prevail. Standard tuning. So we already know this is probably not Okay. Right. Um, Standard tuning. Although I sort of buy it. I'm going to guess she, C sharp minor. C sharp. That's what I'm guessing. Well, it's definitely C sharp. It's definitely C sharp. Whether it's a minor or not, I can't tell. Oh, it's, uh, man. It's a power chord. Okay, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling this already. So it's 4-6. Six eight, four six six eight, and then there's octaves on guitar two at four six C sharp octave, and then the last time it goes down to two four on the E string. Okay, um, yeah. Let me look at this. All right, call it on the air. The tab, same one. We're looking at the same but one. But you nailed it, C sharp. I mean, yeah, yeah. And so did uh, what's it called? Um, uh, uh, You're looking uh, at the uh, punk art one eight two tab, right? Is it where does it say punk art? author uh oh i see it transcribed by bill martin okay yours is bill martin i'm looking yeah. at punk art 182 oh i thought i same, sent it to you and I it's the same it chords but i mean ours the one i'm looking at is, is uh the the what we quote unquote power chords right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so it's gonna be yeah the four six to the six eight i'm gonna go ahead and guess because of the way this starts out this is gonna be a minor chord so i'm gonna i'm gonna say i win with this mm-hmm. one with my c sharp minor Mm-hmm. To all the people that care about <laughs> the chords that go in the yeah, Toonbat had it at uh, C sharp. Oh, Toonbat has it C sharp major. Mm, I don't know. Gonna, Maybe. Gosh, are we gonna? It. Maybe I take it back. Gosh darn it! Smirch the the bat. Right yes. That's ah, kind of strong. I mean, it is strong. It stays on all the even numbers, so that makes me think that they're staying major. Is this a loss? This is a loss for me. Uh, it's, Dang it! C sharp. I was impressed that you was, nailed the C sharp. <sighs> All right. Okay. All right. I'm not well, too I get. I, about the give scale. me half credit. You nailed the note, <laughs> David. Give me half credit. Do I pass? All right. Maybe I get seventy percent. Yeah. Okay. That's really good. Did they have it? The the between punk art and then who was your guy? This is Bill Martin. So Bill he's Martin. the one. I had the fake yellow light ah, GeoCities okay. right. site or something. Oh yeah. That then Jimmy Eat World put on their archive site. So I found this on Jimmy Eat World's website okay. from two thousand three. All right. Yeah. All right. Do you want to listen to some of these early demos? Because yes, I please. have a couple. I have one demo. Yeah. I don't know which ones you have queued up. I linked you two uh, demos on our. Uh, oh, I sent it to Susie. That's oh, I know. Why you're I know. Not getting. I know, those. and that's why I searched for the. <laughs> that's why I searched for the. <laughs> Between you and your coworkers, yes. I think they have received as much, <laughs> as many posts as I've received. Susie's like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, what she's going. What the hell are these guys doing downstairs? So, I have Call It In The Air Demo 1 queued up. Okay. All right. 
I am excited about this. <laughs> and we'll do a three, two, one countdown, and I'll hit All play right. on my computer. And you hit play on your computer because we can't watch together these. Uh, yeah, okay, so <laughs> can I get the link? Did you send oh. it to me? Dude, are you going to give me the link what, or what? you need a link? I thought no. you had queued up, baby. You queued it up on yours, but, I mean, I'm four feet away from you. you Anticipate me. me. <laughs> Anticipate you. I can't guess. All right, here we go. Okay, so this is what we're going to play yep. uh, at the same time? Yep. Fair enough. Okay, let me let me get the volume. All right, here we go. So we'll do a three, two, one, click is what yeah, we'll do. Yeah, okay. it's on. On three, four. Three, two, one, click. Tape hiss. Love it. Oh, yeah, it's very nice. Woo! Tie-in, 
so I just sent you the sex yeah. demo. Alright. Let's take a listen and gander at that. We'll do a three, two, one play on that. Alright, here we go. Three, two, one, play. Here we go. Alright. that I was into that had Moogs. Mm-hmm. And so this one had that woo at the very end. Yeah. And it, when I hear this track, that's what I expect at the very end of this. Right. So yeah. hearing this version too, I thought it was going to be there, but it was not. Trombino hadn't come into play. No, not yet. Mm-hmm. Not at this point. <laughs> okay. So uh, let's take a look here. Those are the two demos. We listened to the... Ta- oh, this is... Fan Joyce's favorite 
song. Oh, yeah. And uh, she has been to more Jimmy World shows than I think anybody knows <laughs> what to do with. So much so that she will be on the episode coming up. Yes. That equates the amount of Jimmy World shows right. she's seen. Which I'm excited about. Note that this is episode 110 <laughs> and she has yet to be on this episode. Yes. So. <laughs> this goes um, to show. So she posted, uh, this is back in uh, July when yeah. Jimmy World was live tweeting the... Uh, 25 year anniversary of uh, this record coming out. Right. And uh, they didn't say anything other than track four, call it in the air, static prevails, Jimmy World. But Joy says, yes, my all time favorite Jimmy yeah. World songs. And Kelly Allison says, over Claire, no fucking way. And Joy <laughs> says, yep, over Claire. But I love me some Claire straight into call it in the air action. Sure. Um, and uh, Kelly wraps it up. They slay all day. Um, so yes, that is good content. Um, and, uh, I did find that Zach had said something about the song on that day, uh, when they were live tweeting the stuff. So, uh, Zach says, call it in the air. This is us being the best version of our punk selves. Peak yeah. Jimmy punk influenced work. <laughs> so much fun to play. Jim murders this vocal. Um, so I know it's when, we, when did he post that? Uh, that was also July 23rd. So that was that same day. Jim, uh, I think Jim was posting from the Jimmy World account and Zach was posting from his account. His own. Yep. Yeah. Um, so I'm just going to go ahead and retweet that. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well. Um, and there was some good, oh, let's see. Uh, <laughs> this was where I saw it. Thomas Barr says, the question is, did anyone in the band actually become their dad and danielle who looks familiar i think she's in the facebook group uh says such a good question um but there was no answer no zach regarding that um but that is a good question I think. become your dad yeah live unquestioned that's right <laughs> is that so bad though that's right uh i have a blurb from stitches and grooves on this hell yeah uh, this has to do with the seven inch record this is the only seven inch from the Static Prevails era, some copies of the 7-inch came packaged with the Static Prevails LP, and some were given away as promo items at radio stations, to radio stations, bars, and any place that actually still had a jukebox that plays records. I have no idea how many were pressed, but it has to be in the thousands, says <laughs> Stitches and Grooves. I got three blurbs from Consequence of Sound Hell yeah. when they did their... Um, you know, definitive album ranking leading up sure. to surviving. The first blurb, the Jewishness of <laughs> um, Static Prevails. The aggression from the band's debut lingers, especially in, Lord forgive us, screamo-tinged tracks, such as album opener, Thinking That's All, and Call It In The Air. But there's also a sense of lonely sweetness that would per permeate mm. everything the band touched from here on out. Choice lyrics from the majestic Claire, one last goodbye may last the rest of your life. And of course, episode four, we'll never, we'll dance off time to the songs we've never liked. We'll sing off key thinking it sounds all right. Mm. More than make up for the sad bastardism <laughs> of, and you know, I've almost lost my will to live. So that is the first blurb about the Jewishness of Static Prevail. Second is, which refrain do I sing? Um, <laughs> call it in the air. Can't depend on honest answers from dependent hands. Won't accept an honest answer from an open hand versus say the words and I'll sign off. So, yes, I agree. That and Starlight, Starbright, I think. Are oh, the, yeah. Starlight, sing, Starbright. Sing-songy parts mm -hmm. of that record. 
finally consequence of sound says tom eats world two <laughs> and this is where they talk about the 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 uh sharing of vocals going forward so uh as if taking note from fans and ultimately tour mates, Blink-182, Jimmy Eat World splits the workload straight down the middle between their two respective vocalists, Rockstar 17, Episode 4, Caveman, and Robot Factory, Arlentons, <laughs> Claire, St- <laughs> Digits, World Aesthetic, in the same room, and Anderson Mesa, Art Atkinses. And they more or less both shout sing, thinking that's all, and call it in the air. Um, so... Consequences that sound is crediting Tom on the uh, yeah right the, the vocals yeah we'll listen to the uh, I, I pulled a couple performances from 1998 and we'll see which one sounds All better right. if we can well yeah okay uh, uh, choose the the better performance um, Chip Midnight we brought up on the show a, yeah. a couple times and Chip has a couple blurbs here uh, when he interviewed I think this was Tom uh, back in the late 90s I also noticed that in Crush. Oh, this is after I think Static Prevails came out and he had heard the demos or something like that. So okay. I also noticed that in Crush, there's a guitar part that reminds me a lot of Call It In The Air off the last record. So this is post-Clarity coming out. Right. Uh, it's kind of the same, I guess, the rocking guitar. Have you heard the first version of Crush, the 7-inch? It was released on a three-band split with Sensefield and Mineral. It's a pretty old song, and we just decided to re-record it and see how it turned out. We liked how it turned out, so we decided to put it on the record. So that's more about Crush then. Okay. Uh, but Chip brought up that uh, it sounds, sounds like, like Call in the Air. Yeah. yeah. So then Chip Midnight says, uh, and uh, there's a band with the name Call It In The Air. And Tom says, really? Where are they from? Do you think we could sue them? (laughs) Uh, More laughter. I'm just kidding. Are you sure they named it from our song? I'll check them out. That's kind of funny. That's cool. That's crazy. Um, So yeah, that is all I have for Trip. That was Chip in 99. Chip, yeah, 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 exactly. Okay. Chip and Tom. Um, So uh, yeah. Um, I don't have any additional links. I have a few things from the community. Uh, okay. All you, right. What do you got? Well, I have. there's a couple of live playings of them. Uh, two, in fact. One was the potato. Right. Yes. Okay. okay. Do you want me to, yeah, yeah, to play that? Let's, let's, right. let's put that in wash together. Let's put that in wash together. All right. Let's see how this goes. This is the potato. And uh, Jim is the potato on the left. <laughs> or the pixel on the left. I'm sorry. <laughs> let's see if I have this thing queued up right correctly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
This is 16-bit Jim. <laughs> yeah, totally. Sega Genesis version of Jim in this video. Take this water. It will help you on your way. <laughs> the other one that I had was, we'll listen to this. So this was, a, okay, we've referenced this video several times. Nita's Hideaway. Okay, cool. Okay. This is the first, I don't have to, I don't have to move the, the timestamp at all. This is the Nita's Hideaway uh, playing, and this is Love Disaster 69. This is... If we go back through and talk about the description on the video, it's in February 20,000. In February 2000, my brother, our friend Mike Hayden, and I drove up to Phoenix in Tucson, and they tapped into the DAP. Okay, so here we go. This is going to be a the first bit of this, the first half of this two-little song bit. Here we go. This is uh, thinking that's all, and oops, let me pause this. It cut up. Call it in the air first. So I got your cousin Springerville. Alright, this is a uh, this is a dance number. Yeah. People today. Now they switch spots here. There we go. 
always. either of these versions that i have sound as good as the, either of those yeah well, yeah that was surprisingly really well i have good. but they it, what is interesting is they're back-to-back nights i've got 413 98 sudsy malone's yeah and 414 98 columbus ohio so the night after but okay. i have no idea how how they sound so and we'd have to play them together i'd say let's let those be the ones all right okay um i've got two Jake T. O'Donnell quotes, mostly because he mentions the song earlier in the article, and then he lists it at a number. So on the Claire blurb, I forget what number it is. um, It's almost unfair to untether Claire from Call It in the Air, which comes up later in this list. They are back-to-back on Static Prevails. I actually got to see them perform back-to-back at the first Portland show. uh, And have lived a combined life for uh, (laughs) for all these years. But I couldn't really do that for this list. So this is where we find Claire. So that's the word right. for Claire. So okay. where would you say is the best spot uh, to I'm see gonna... a football game? <laughs> 50. This is it, baby. <laughs> Number 50. Center. Ooh-ah. Call it in the air. The second stronger and tighter half of the Claire call it in the air coupling All right. on the front side of static prevails that I mentioned in part one is call it in the air. It's a burst of wild energy and expression of unrest. I always liked the semi experimental way they recorded the vocals in the chorus sections with what sounded like Jim singing over his own voice. The guitar sound is rocking from the very outset. Jim and company were still figuring things out from a lyrical standpoint. Become your dad, live unquestioned. Come again? (laughs) But Call It in the Air is a scorcher and a fun one at that, says J.T. O'Donnell, number 50. A scorcher. Yep. Yeah, hell yeah. And uh, we haven't mentioned him in a while, but wise guy, um, when he posted to the music subreddit, like, bands you should check out and songs to check out he says call it in the air is one of the best rockers on this album the bass lines are really punky the drums are fast lots of yelling and palm muting but man i love it the starlight star bright reference to the nursery rhyme is great yeah um and that is all i have for community do you have anything else i got a couple of things yes so let's see i got two things from reddit my favorite website. All right, here we go. Uh, this was from <laughs> two Live years ago, it. titled "Let's Talk About Sax." Awesome. From Mutt Butt Eight Hundred Four, <laughs> longtime listener, first time poster. Going to my sixth show here in a few weeks. Just want to know if there will be that boss sax solo in all the way. Stay. Can anyone confirm? Also, 
since it is my first poster, I just want to say that I'd love to hear Call It In The Air or anything yeah. off static. Hell yeah, and Pebble Swift uh, with the top comment here. I think <laughs> I think occasionally they play thinking that's all, but I haven't heard anything about Call It In The Air being played live. Yeah, I would have thought I heard heard this live, but we haven't seen any yeah, information that they've nothing. ever played it since past, what, 2003, I said? Right, yeah, yeah years ago. So there's that. Let's talk about sex. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was... Again, uh, but eight oh four. Thank you very much. <laughs> this, tri- this poster. Uh, any Jimmy World songs with screaming mm. submitted a year ago from the Fifth Fret. I feel like I remember that. <laughs> I'm just starting to get into. Ju- yeah, it's so recent, right? Since we started the pod, I'm getting into Jew, and I heard the screaming in Bleed American and Nothing Wrong demo. Was really surprised because I didn't expect them to have screaming in their songs, but it sounded really good. And Call It In The Air shows up with Reg Crusher uh, in a sub post from Snake Oil. Uh, Snake Oil says, check out your new aesthetic and thinking that's all. Mm-hmm. And the fifth fret, who the OP, says, check these out. Checked these out, and I like both of them, thanks. But then Reg Crusher says, Call It In The Air too," mm-hmm. as well. So, yes, very good thing, Reg Crusher. And that's it for... Sick. So, uh, I mean, um, yeah. So sh- have you covers? I do. Let's have several. Let's go ahead and how are we going to do this? I want to lead up. Okay, yes. I want to lead up. I okay, so we're going to do. Wise choice. That's not what we're going to do. Uh, let's do a heap of games. So this one, I did not timestamp this. Oh, no. David, because uh, Watch Together does not do timestamps. Do, do they? What's 556 seconds divided by 60? <laughs> <laughs> uh divided by 60 that's going to be uh nine minutes and then a quarter so it's going to be nine and a quarter of a, 15 of, seconds yeah all right here we go so i'm going to jump up to nine and 15 seconds <laughs> thanks for helping me through yeah, that baby <laughs> all right nine and 15 seconds and we got a heap of games friend of the pod friend, previous guest yes oh yeah guest and friend of the discord here we go Harmonics, man. Yeah.
sign off. Say the word tonight, sign I will say this yes. every time, David. Yeah. If in an alternate reality I had a bar <laughs> yeah, right. to to sing to me every night in the pub, yep. it would be Thomas Adam Thomas Heap. That's right. So here's <laughs> what I've gone and done. All right, let's Although see. Although it, it went, it went away now. I'm going to have to get back Bring into it back. the watch together. Bring it back, um, David. I'm going to jump to 21 minutes, and let's – I can't believe we didn't do this. We didn't jump to his You're uh, right. theory – his rock opera theory. Here we are on a Static Prevails track. So, did you find minutes. where it shows up? I, uh, what I do is I open the transcript and then I search the text and I found Beautiful. it at 21 minutes, baby. Money. Here we go. Here we go. Today, escape your re- escape your keep moving on. Now, already, I'm thinking this is where she's starting to fall into his, his way of she, thinking. Yeah. Leave home today, escape your region. Choose starlight. No way to retrace. Now that could come become important later on, assuming I'm thinking ahead well enough. <laughs> Can't depend on honest answers from dependent hands. Dependent hands being people who depend on you, which implies that they're always around you. Won't accept an honest answer from an open hand. Mm. So she, the, the thoughts are going through her head. Should I? Should I not? Say the words nice on off. Starlight, star bright. Follow the stars, basically. She sees him as well a rock I star. I find myself looking that's at that what periodic we established table it. Line. That's why it's called rock star. I'm like, she sees nice him feature? as this rock star-like figure, star, rock star, starlight, star bright. Well, what are those images? So that's almost how she refers to him. Wow. It could be his name, the rock star. Again, tentative, and you could dismiss these theories as wacky, all you want, but. I like it. <laughs> so let's <laughs> call it the air. Talk. Claire and call it the air. Very similar themes of um, being convinced to leave home and just cut ties. There it is. Yeah, all right. Sweet. You're right. I'm glad we did that. Yes. Thanks for finding that. Yeah, dude. All right. Next cover. All right. Okay. Now, let's go back in time a little bit. This is a specific play-along from years past. Oh, a friend of the pod, patron of the pod, in fact. That's right. <laughs> from years past. And let's let's just revisit. So glad we found these. Yes. Okay. Here we go. Yeah. Earbuds in the shirt, David. You tell, so we've got a uh, Telecaster, but so he's got no effects. What's he got in the middle? What, do you know what that sticker is in the middle? It's a B. Oh, it's a D, maybe. No, it's a B.
say. Yeah. That okay. So this is Danger Gavin. Danger Gavin, let us know what that sticker is. April second, twenty. Is that a Rage Against the Machine star on the t- on the top horn of the telly? Yeah, it's black star black, yeah. on red, right? Yeah. Now, let's jump to the future, David. Oh my god, I'm very excited about this. This was Danger Gavin. I have titled this "Oh Hell Yes" because I'm so excited to hear this. This was from this year, just a couple of months ago. Call it in the air. Look at those locks. God, gorgeous. Leave home today. Escape your region. It's in your head. What are these stickers? This is like reminding me. Oh, yeah. No, actually, it looks like maybe a. In front of the whole Oh, and I know that he's in an anime, so that's an anime girl right on the big card. And then I can't tell what the handcuff is. But doesn't that look like Freddie Mercury? It does. He's a little like the mic of Frank. Stock to just move a little bit closer. Here we go. With the walk down too. Can you see the headstock in any of these? Not really. <laughs> no. Okay, let's see. I have one other video that is from... This one's from Our History is the title of this poster. 
But it's kind of cool. So it looks like something that Angels and Airways would have oh, posted, nice. right? Acoustic yeah, unplugged, right. call it in the air. But it's using footage from In the Shadow of the Moon. World's Fair, right? I love that idea. Yes, this is cool. of Wonder Years, the TV show. Yeah. Man. And, uh... What would you do? Sandlot. That's right. Yeah, I like Love it. Love that 60s aesthetic. So, yeah, that was... Yeah, very much so. That was our history. Sweet. I believe you have one last <laughs> gift for us on this episode. You're gonna have to send me the link so I can watch along. Uh, which one is this? Is this the Call It in the Air? Yes. <laughs> this one's called... <laughs> Call It in the Air. Uh, and I don't, I don't even remember, David, which other band did I do this to? Because there were two or three other, there were two or three other bands that had this oh, track. Oh, thrice. Was it? This was thrice. Yeah, You're yeah. right. This was thrice. All right. Not once, not twice, but thrice. Okay. Here we go. Let me bring this up, and then we're gonna do the whole uh, play on four, right? Yeah. Yeah. This is gonna want to play up front. Don't play yet. Nah. Uh. Uh. Okay. All right. So, get that playhead ready. This is only a minute and 46 seconds. We're going to listen to it all the way through. This is Thrice and Jimmy World. 
Okay. With Call It in the Air. One, two, three, four. An ad. I have an ad. <laughs> okay, now no more ad. Oh, no, a second ad. It has Keenan Thompson in it. <laughs> it's a universal part. Right, I'm going to bring this back. Okay, yeah. Let's wait for these ads. <laughs> Why? Why do you have an ad? I have no <laughs> idea. Okay. And I had two of them. Right. Okay. Okay. So I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll time it right this time. Yeah. One, two, three, go. I dig this. <laughs> uh oh. Is it three, four time now? One, two, three. One, two, three. One, two, three. This is going to be cursed. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 I love the halftime seconds. Don't go back to three-quarter time. Oh. Oh, and it has the, mo- the Moog. Oh, that was beautiful. That was great. I have another ad for Simply Safer. <laughs> That's great. Why do I have so many ads? What's All happening? Right. All right, man. Okay. Okay. I have ad block on. Come on. All right. Oh. <sighs> Okay. That was terrible. Okay, go Man, ahead. Justin, what are your final thoughts on the song Call It In The Air by Jimmy Eat World? This was a very surprising come up. Not a come up. It's not mm, that. No. no, no. This was a come up. Okay. This was probably a song that was maybe a two on my radar and became a nine out of ten. Nice, dude. Yeah. It is so good. What about you, man? Yeah, I agree with the the heart I had on my uh, iTunes. Yeah. <laughs> this is a really it good shows. one. Like this is top tier Static Prevails, top tier old school Jimmy World. My worry though is uh, I feel like uh, <laughs> Republicans and the right are always talking about <laughs> personal accountability, and this bridge sort of reads a little red flag to me. <laughs> mm, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, not in a bad way. I just joking. But uh, <laughs> it, this the uh, were the right to want to find an anthem of some sort. This might be one. <laughs> um, is that bridge is all about personal accountability? Hey, I'm all about it. I'm just saying that seems to be their calling card. But yes, <laughs> I uh, I absolutely think that this is uh, this is one of those bangers that 
probably gets forgotten more than it absolutely should. Right. Um, but man, is it good. Hell yeah. Yeah, it makes me want to go out in the pit. <laughs> I wish they would break this out. This would be tight. That would have been cool if they played it at Chain, but they didn't. Oh, for sure, yeah. Um, Next time. Though. I can't imagine it's very easy on the voice. So. <laughs> but it's only three minutes. <laughs> That's true. Straight up. Suck it up, boys. Two, two minutes, 57. Suck it up, boys. So um, if you find yourself flipping a coin for whatever reason and you find yourself that you lost just remember to be excellent to each other and party on dudes welcome one and all with us today is josh aka danger gavin as we know him on uh, several platforms <laughs> and we have him on this episode because well one, we saw his name listed there uh, as the requested guest, but you and David had spoken, Called in the Air is your favorite Jimmy World song, is it not? It absolutely is. Okay. Now, then, then my first question is, uh, what's, what's the reason why this song is your favorite? Um, I, I think one of the biggest reasons is um, when I first got into Static Prevails, uh, this is probably the song I had the most like on repeat. And I think, I guess, like, out of, like, a pop punk song, I think this is probably the one that speaks to me the most. And it's a Jim song, so, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so you prefer Jim over Tom, huh? Yeah, definitely. Okay. I think Tom has his, it's a it's a definite good, good compliment, compliment to Jim's voice because it's so much lower. There are certain songs that it sounds like, uh, that he sounds really good on. Oh, definitely. Trust me for yeah. Cars. I think Cars is his best song. Okay, Cars is. Good. If if I had to make a decision, I would say Caveman, as David would put oh, it. It's a beautiful song. <laughs> yeah, and uh, so we collaborated. I'm, I think you heard the cover of it. Uh, yes, it was Ben Foot and I. But just going into that song and and reading or looking at the tablature and and the uh, the notes on that and how complex it is for both uh, Jim and Tom, both vocally and uh, guitar wise. It's uh, it made me even more impressed with them as a band. But you made a good point. And I think we caught, we, David and I said this, it's very much like a pop punk song, Call It In The Air. It's three minutes, but it feels like from the get-go, it's just in your face. Yeah, yeah it's just literally just a driving force of a song. That's what I love yeah. about it. Yeah, and one of the benefits that we get when we go through the lyrics is actually reading what the lyrics say. And this is one of those tracks where I really had no idea what Jim was saying. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's it's it reminds me of a lot of, like the structure of how uh, thinking that's all kind of is. Yeah. The verses. Yeah. Yes, and that opens up this whole album. So I was trying to look at what this sits around. So this sits around Claire, and Claire's a pretty uh, that's a pretty hard song. And then seventeen after this, so you got you got uh, Tom coming in after Call in the Air. So it's gonna yeah, this is where they they ping pong right. It's it's Jim, Tom, and then Claire's Jim also. So it's Jim, Jim, and then Tom. But they do a really good job with this album of balancing it out as far as in my opinion, as far as they sound. So call it in the air. Do you feel like this track has had any um, any influence on your songwriting? Let's get into that. So you're you're actually a songwriter yourself, right? Yeah, sadly. No, come on. No. I, I went back. I, no. I don't know when you shared it, but you shared uh, the EP. Um, it was, let's see. Ah, oh, there, Quarter Down the Road, right? Just recently. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And uh, that one has a couple of tracks on it, uh, one of which is 
Let's see what this one's titled. Oh, yeah, there it is. I will never grow tired of the same things as long as it's with you. Or for short, you can go I-W-N-G-T-O-T-S-T-A-L-A-I-W-Y. Yeah. <laughs> you want to go a little bit. But remember, do you remember this? You came to the meetup, and I had mentioned on my liked songs, I was just kind of going through them. And this keyboard intro caught my ear, and I thought, I know that. And sure enough, it was that track. And you know what I'm talking about. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll ask which song you want me to play at the end of this whole uh, of our interview. But you write a really good song. What's your what's your songwriting process like? Um, honest, it has changed throughout the years because uh, when I first started, it was very like poem structured. So it would okay. be like you know the the A B or like the A A and the B B. Um, but I think now it's mainly just whether or not something comes to my head like lyric wise and i just i just type it out and then i'll keep it there for a while until something else comes out or i'll just be jamming on my guitar and then sometimes things flow so a lot of times a lot of my songs are just frankenstein that's how i call it so it's like okay pieces of lyrics or pieces of um just parts like i put together there's a song that i have called formula blue that that song took like almost three years to write because I have like I think three different ty- types of like demos of it, where a lot of the chord structures are the same, but lyrics aren't. So it just comes, whether or not I think it just the timing is right. Yeah, and I think as a as a songwriter, there's different uh, approaches for it, and that's a really healthy one to uh, to nurture. Is does the music come first? Like you're feeling, like you said, you feel it on your guitar, or do you have more of a lyrically driven song? Um, and that track actually is on uh, it's Bravados, right? Yeah, Formula Blue. Yeah, that's from uh, when I used to be in my old band. So, oh yeah, that was another thing. So on Bravados, there's three tracks. There's one from that you play at this place up oh, sound studios uh rock city studios and then clockwork studios that's with this band yes yeah it was like 2017 2018 ish okay did you guys do any kind of touring or anything no not really we just played a few gigs here and there um mainly just the valley but we uh rock city studios was like down in um i can't remember what what city it was but it's a bit more up north though like in the valley up north or no like it was like an hour like almost two hours drive out of the valley can't remember what city it was specifically well two hours north i'm thinking the only things that are up there two hours north would be like bakersfield or apple valley which (laughs) i mean there's not a lot okay it wasn't it wasn't uh yeah i guess it would be santa clarita because that's just that's too close that's just oh camarillo wow okay you drove out to camarillo yeah that's, that's toward the coast okay which it was honestly pretty. It was pretty fun afterwards. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Which one was that? Was Rock City? Rock City Studios. Yeah, I remember we played. We played with this one band called Poncho and the Wizards, and they were really good. And so it was uh, absolutely an amazing experience. <laughs> Thank you. 
So this was um, at Rock City Studios. Was that uh, you played live? They recorded it. Was that for recording? Or was that for any kind of audience? We actually recorded ourselves. Um, honestly, the audio comes through literally an iPhone. Really? Yes. I'm being absolutely serious. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I was impressed with it. Uh, in in particular, I know that. Uh, yeah, it was grave. It was Grave Digger. I think that I listened to that was oh. <laughs> very impressive. <laughs> Is that one yeah. of the ones? Yeah, that song. That That's song, the one, uh, right? Man, uh, I remember uh, that song is interesting because I came up with it literally, I think, uh, a few weeks before I joined the band. And it was because I was listening to uh, I was listening to a lot of Alkaline Trio. And and one of the songs, if I remember, it's um, it's in Fuck You Aurora. And uh-huh. there's a line that says um, you'd have to be the cutest grave digger ever seen. And literally just because I heard that, it inspired me to write that song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then for that riff, that opening riff, it, it literally only happened because I think we were in, we were recording like a few other songs and I was just messing around with the, uh, like just the chord structure. And I was like, oh, what if I just palm mute it? And then it just became that. So your main, your main instrument is, is the guitar. So stuff like, let's say um, like the EPs and stuff that you've put together more recently by yourself. Is that all you then on every instrument? Yeah. So guitar, bass, um, the keyboard. I had a on quarter down the road. I had help because my my friend who records me, Tone, he's a bit better at piano. He's like way uh-huh. better, honestly. So he does like piano part for that. But for the synths on quarter down the road, I did that. Okay, it, yeah, it sounds. Um, and you're talking about the synths, the like the opening synth, the opening and the verses and the chorus. I think the chorus had some synths in it. You know, another thing I noticed, I went on uh, this morning and checked out your profile on Spotify. So how uh, how do you become, because this is the, you're the first person I've spoken with on Spotify as a verified artist. What does one do to become a verified artist on Spotify? Is it just a simple checkbox? I don't even, I, I'm verified on Spotify. <laughs> you are, man. Yeah, you got the little think, blue I badge. Think maybe because I've been on it for a year. Oh, okay. Maybe. That's what I'm probably assuming. Okay. Um, because I didn't even know that was a thing. <laughs> I mean, you know what? It looks it looks very similar to the verified accounts on on Twitter, but again, you know, it you're you've got cred, man. Now you've got credibility. I got so. credit now. <laughs> wow, people yeah, know but... me on the streets of Spotify. <laughs> so unreleased batch bravados, both full length albums. Those were done with your band then. Uh, originally there were two EPs we did. One was called. Gravedigger EP and the other one was called Begging for Treason um, because there was a song called Treason on that one. Uh-huh. But um, I didn't want to just put those two up on. So I decided just to make sort of like a comp. So a compilation worth. Okay. And because we did a a single for Formula Blue and the album art, which that I use for Bravados, honestly, is I just came up with the idea of how it looks. So it's basically the like the skeleton with the, whole, the phone around its neck. Right. And its heart sort of like bleeding. 
I had an artist do that and I really liked that concept. So then I just want to use that instead. Oh man, it looks great. Plus you did the it's, thing. It looks amazing. You did the same thing that I love it when they have nine letters in something that and they fit so well. So it's bravados. Oh, you and... could think uh you could think the guys that were in the band <laughs> yeah. for that. Because I think originally Bravados is <laughs> one yeah. D. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I didn't come up with the name. So okay. I was like, wow, nice. But so but you conceived the actual the album artwork behind it? The Yeah. I, I um it was just one night, I think. I just thought of like an idea of how the album art should look and and then I called up an artist and he did perfect. Literally did amazing on it. Now you I don't know if you've ever expressed what your favorite band is. Let's just talk about Jimmy Roll for a second. What was your big introduction to the band when you first heard whatever, if it was a friend that introduced you, the, the first song that you heard that really kind of said this band's kick ass? Um, my history with them, I know that I had that I had um Bleed American on CD as a kid because I have the earliest memories of listening to it's definitely the middle, of course. Uh, okay. I definitely remember hearing your house, and if you don't, don't, because I, if, if I remember, my mom used to have a CD player, and I used to always listen to that and some other stuff too. Um, but that's like maybe when I was like three, four ish, five ish. But I didn't get really back into Jimmy World until maybe my sort of like freshman year of high school. Uh-huh. This is well, this is kind of like my falling out with Blink and. And I remember Blink used to talk about Jimmy World a lot because there's an interview where Mark mentions them. And I was like, oh, I'm like, I'm like, oh, Jimmy World. I'm like, I know their hits, you know, like Pain. Right. The middle and all that. So I decided to go a bit back on their catalog. And I started with Static Prevails. And uh, that absolutely changed my life because I didn't really know what emo was. And uh-huh. the only like emo that came to my mind was sort of like the stereotype of what, um, the mid 2000s were of like the the sort of makeup and fashion emo trends were right yeah that's like the third i think the third wave of emo was mid 2000s i think it's considered third wave yeah yeah but I, I still i just don't consider it a wave of emo yeah but i know i know what style you're talking about and you can pop up even on um uh even on spotify just pulling stuff up there's entire bands that you listen to and you go oh yeah i know that wave or that 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 uh, block of time where yeah. I listened to that kind of, of uh, emo music. So you're saying that this was different from all that stuff that you had heard. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Cause I, I knew bands like black flag descendants, like, you know, like the more hardcore stuff. Right. And I was barely getting into Fugazi. So when I saw like another clip of Jim talking about how he likes Fugazi and then minor threat and all this. And I was like, wow. I was like, I was like, man, that's that's amazing. So I was like, I it just really clicked with me, and especially with the, uh, I really like how a lot of the songs were structured, you know, like quiet to loud, and I really I like the dynamics of all that stuff. Oh yeah, they have that quality, that uh, that ability down to a to a science. Their ability, even live, you you watch them when we would David and I would watch live recordings of certain songs and you just see them get to what we consider twinkly guitar bits and then they both or you know just you just see jim or if it's tom just kind of bend over their guitar and just slam down on those chords together and with zach in the background it all just kind of culminates to this huge wall of sound and then it can just cut so quickly and they're just such a there's such a tight band that you can see 
you can see how much, how well they gel together and and uh, especially with those that the range of dynamicism they have with their music oh yeah definitely you could hear that a lot on like digits in the same room and it's absolutely spectacular yeah so is it is it safe to say then is your favorite album then uh static prevails no um, no okay what would you say your favorite album from them is it's it's it kind of like changes from time to time but i'd say the one I stick around the most has to be Poly Futures. Poly has to be uh, Futures, honestly. Yep. Yeah, and that's it, I probably have the same thought as you, or the same approaches. I it depends on how I'm feeling uh, at the time. For the most part, Futures is my top album. Integrity Blues has a, is in a very very close second. Uh, but again, again, it's like the time of year that I'm listening to it and how I'm feeling. Do I want something that's a little bit more feely or something that's a little bit more rock? And um, that kind of determines it. But I, I'm happy to hear that you like Futures. Because oh, Futures is, is amazing. I think the older my... the older I got, like mm-hmm. I don't want to say I'm like I'm old, but but I think the more uh, concepts and the lyrical identities that are in Futures, I I could relate to more now. Yeah, and do you you were already familiar with all of the extra tracks? Because let me look at these. Oh, they just oh, trust me, I love I love those extra tracks. I'm so glad so, they're on Spotify. Uh, yeah, they and I swear they had it before, but I don't know if they had it to this degree. Uh, the deluxe, I think it's yeah, the deluxe edition. Is this one three discs? Uh, yeah, this one's three discs. Maybe they did because I I remember fiddling around and and being able to play. Um, the pain demo version and but I don't remember all this stuff that was on disc three. So maybe that's the new thing for this deluxe. But yeah, yeah, it definitely uh, it, it even more solidified my love for this album because you can see just how much extra stuff they had, how inspired they were for this album. And even the demos sound great. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. And it, I, I can't even like like muster how how glad I am like that Sparkle and Shame is finally on Spotify. Yeah, and I don't necessarily, and I'm, I'm not sure how your your music is set up. Uh, David has a lot of his these hard to find tracks set up on his iTunes, so he can play them on his his phone normally. So I I don't have that just because I've never really used iTunes. So having them accessible in Spotify was just a game changer. I, I we would have we would have had to have listened to our MP3 of Sparkle or the concept, but now you know I can listen to. Uh, I think shame was different. I had shame, they had shame on here for a while, but there's a lot of tracks on here that I just had never heard before. And now I can, I've added them to my library and I can have them on heavy rotation. Yeah. Bless them for that. And I mean, yeah. there is a way to put on Spotify, but it's kind of a hassle. Yeah. Now, did you watch the futures, uh, the Phoenix sessions? Did you get, uh, the digital ticket to that, to watch it live? Yes, indeed I did. And I absolutely cried. Yeah. It's, it was amazing. Just the whole, the, the whole progression and just them as a band watching them. <laughs> it, yeah, you're right. It definitely makes you emotional just to see them in their element playing. And in, in our case, like one of our favorite albums from them. And recently that they had, they had put it back up. Uh, they had put the audio up on Spotify as well. It's just, man, <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't favorite it fast enough. Yeah. I was so glad <laughs> when I pressed yeah. the, that notification setting on, Cause I always press every once in a while on Spotify. Cause sometimes there's bands I don't even listen to for a while. And I'm like, wow, they just released an album. But I saw that. And I was like, I was like, what? The? I was like, yeah, I was like, I gotta play it right now. <laughs> you're, you're talking about the button where it says new release from an artist you follow and you yeah. click on. Yeah. 
I was like, wow, thank God for this. Yeah, it's uh, that was welcome. And I know there was like a lot of controversy with different platforms and people couldn't get it on Apple Music for a while. But you and I were sitting pretty with our Spotify and, and our Futures Phoenix sessions. <laughs> yep. Thank God for that. Yeah. So what's what's the next thing that you want from the, if you could make a request, like let's say you 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 and Jim are in a room and, and he says, ask me anything, Josh, what do you want from us? What's the next thing that you want them to produce? Um, in all honesty, I think what I would just say is just to um just to have fun, because that's what I think I really love about surviving is just that it's just it just seems like it's just all of them just playing and having fun and really enjoying it. And that's what I really just want to see from them. Do you think and that they're going to be? I know that they're planning. I mean, there's a lot of uh, rumblings if you go through the to the Facebook page, and there's people talking. The, the ones who know them closely have, you know, have the, their direct lines. They've been clearly working on stuff in the background. Some people were thinking it was uh, putting out the surviving B sides. Uh, other people think it's a new album. Do you think they're going to stay consistent on this three year album release schedule that they've they've had? I'm hoping they do. Yeah, I'm absolutely hoping because uh, I mean they technically had a year off, so maybe it might come out in like a year after the three year thing. But they're very consistent though, so I'm hoping it's that three year mark because we're about yeah. to hit it, right? Yeah, we're about to hit it. Yeah, so and I David and I that. were thinking uh, about the time that we get. I guess this is going to be closer to the end. Maybe we'll have like an, a, another third left, but we'll be able to extend our episodes by at least 10 tracks, assuming they have a full length album that they put out. Uh, but it's just, it's exciting to have those tracks that would potentially be completely fresh and no, there's not a lot of information on them online. Uh, and it's just kind of like these, these new tracks that everyone's excited about. So yeah, we're excited for that too. I would like a tour. I know that they just finished what they, you know, this last little tour when we got to see them in Paso Robles. Were you at any of the shows out here? Sadly, no, and I regret it. Absolutely. No. Well, you know what? They're going to come back because I've made that same choice of something either came up or I didn't get tickets at the time. And imagine, I mean, if we're going to talk about kind of like FOMO, you, there were some of our patrons that went to the, they got into um, Chain uh, chain Reaction before yes. they even went to Chain Fest. And you know, watching the videos and you kind of go, I wish I was there. Like, I was just I watching the video earlier and I absolutely, they played softer. They played, I was yeah. like, oh. And they tried playing Caveman. And I, I was like, they kept <laughs> I was like, Tom, why didn't you commit? I know. Oh man, that would have been amazing. I'd have been like, let me jump on stage. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and that was another thing. So I had put together a few games at, at the, uh, the Apple's B meet up and you absolutely crushed it with the lyrics what do you just have one of those minds like a steel trap or have you just listened to their songs so much that it's almost like speaking the lyrics i think it's it's mainly um i think it's definitely just stuck in my mind because if there's some lyrics i think especially jimmy world the whole music just comes under it in my head yeah yeah especially guitar parts mainly because i when i would practice guitar i'd mainly practice by try to learn songs by ear especially from the static prevails to maybe ish like because i didn't really learn from futures because of the whole uh different tuning but yeah. definitely definitely by ear mainly from static to bleed okay static is not an easy one i mean if you get if you play the power chords you can get it but you watch sometimes how jim plays oh, these yeah chords. definitely <laughs> and it's i'll have, it's I have like, to I'll watch stick the, with the videos chords. 
to yeah. kind of see like his um because he does a lot of he does chords where he keeps like if it's a power chord right he keeps the bottom two but he always switches the root note around yeah and you can get it you kind of get that with it sounds like how David and I refer to as like walk downs a little bit to where it's that original full chord, but then yeah, the bass note or that root note kind of walks down a little bit or changes and it gives a little, sometimes it'll give some dissonance and that's so indicative of like their style is there's these chords that they play that sound great as a band, but you listen to them individually and you go, oh, that's the chord, but no, that's exactly what Jim planned. It was, it was formulated that way. And it's so hard to to capture that. Like you said, you have to watch him playing it live to actually get, oh, that's how he fingers that chord. That's how I learned Robot Factory like yeah. years ago. Literally. Yeah. Just by watching over and over. Did you pause on that and go, okay, yes. that sounds right. I'm like, wow, I think they're playing that chord. Yeah. So how many years have you been playing guitar then? Um, Since 2014. So that's what, like. I don't even know. How, I'm, I'm really bad at math. Like, what, seven years? Well, yeah, like, yeah, I'd say almost seven years. Yeah, so that's, that's really good. And you play, how how often are you playing in a week? <sighs> Not that often anymore. Okay. I mean, but yeah, I, mean, I, um, I am in a new band, so I'm like the lead guitarist. So I'm definitely trying to practice more just because I'm trying to challenge myself as a guitar player. Okay. But I'm trying to practice more often. Are you going to have this new band stuff up on Spotify or, or at least posting it on YouTube or something so we can listen to it? Um, I'll try to, I'm not in charge of the band. So that's like, I'm not trying to like, I just barely joined. So I'm not trying to like, you know, Oh poke, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. around, but right. it, it's been fun. It's been fun for me. Not a hundred percent my style, but I think that's what I'm trying to challenge myself at. Okay. Okay. What would you say the, the style is most in line with right now? Um, it's definitely more in the, the sort of indie ish in the way, like sort of like pop rock indie in a okay. way and i mean i like it so you're definitely going to be playing a lot of those funky chords in this <laughs> it's definitely yeah, but... more like more riffs what's that's coming out so far well i am excited to hear uh hear your guitar work on this new project if and when you choose to share it because uh i mean being introduced to your music this past year i've, I've been going back and forth and having you on this episode uh, was extra special because it's your favorite song. You covered it, in fact, twice. You had to play along first, and then with your, I think that was with your no, the the guitar that you have with your no effects sticker on it, and then the most recent yes. one you covered. <laughs> so, but let me let me ask you one last thing about uh, music. I just love talking about the production part of it. So, what's your what's your favorite guitar that you play? Your go to? Um, I have a few. So, um, I think now. Before it'd be my my square my square telly, and that's okay. I've I've recorded a uh, on it a bunch, and then it used to be my my Chipson, not a Gibson, a Chipson, uh-huh. <laughs> Les Paul. I used that for recording a bit. Um, I give that one away though. But now I mainly use my my square uh my new square telly. It's a thin line and it has two humbuckers on it, and it's absolutely amazing sounding. That was probably my. Yeah. My best in, in uh, investment. And then I got gifted uh, a Squire Jaguar. And uh, I haven't really used that for recording, but it's been sitting around for a bit. Jaguar. Now, oh, okay. That's the sick looking one. It looks very like a classic yes, look to it, absolutely right? Beautiful. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know what I was thinking of? I was thinking of the Mustang. What, that's the one that um, that's the Ben one. Gibbard 
yeah, Ben Gibbard oh, plays yeah. that one. I think that's his his uh, guitar of choice. You know, I've been looking at Telecasters. I ended up getting a, a couple of years ago a, uh, a Fender Strat. I like it, but it's got that Strat noise, that Strat sound. I really, I really dig the Tele sound. It, Tele's, Tele's the way to go. Strat, yeah. I'm not about that. That's what I say. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little rhyme you got. Strat, not about that. Nah. Well, uh, well, Josh, is there anything you want to plug before we say goodbye? Um, I am working on uh, a new EP. It's coming out slowly but surely, but um, it's definitely more on that emo pop punk vein. So Sick. hopefully it'll be done soon. I think I'm going back in the studio late next month to finish anything up and do any drums that we need to do so hopefully you'll be out maybe february oh maybe. sweet it's like six songs um it should be fun i'm i'm proud of the song so that, and that's all that's all that's all that matters is that you're proud of this stuff and that it's out there because you know there's so many people in this world that are looking for different kinds of music and and just like me i didn't necessarily stumble upon you you know you had shared your music uh, I, I think it was in the in the channel on on discord but it was it i just love that there's somebody else out there making music in these different i mean you have you definitely have a style but you go across your the eps and your albums and you can you can see that you have different inspirations some of your songs there was that christmas song uh, that was in three, four time. There's a lot of cool stuff. I mean, I, I'm going to implore our listeners to check out Danger Gavin on Spotify. Just go through the uh, the top tracks there, even if you don't want to go through the albums, but it's the it's deep cuts. Listening. You want to go through the deep cuts. <laughs> I always have friends who are like, they always like, they find like a deep cut they like, and they're like, oh, you should play this. I'm like, yeah, I'll think about it. <laughs> I'll get back to you on that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I recorded like back in 20, like 16 or 14. I'm like, I'll see. I'll see. Yeah. Well, Josh, you've listened to our episodes. If, if I was to, if I was to pull David's part, could you pull my part for a little uh, salutation at the end? <laughs> I don't think I remember it right now. Okay. It's so um, early in the morning. Um, well, how does it go? If I was like, let's say I'll go, uh, uh, Josh, thanks. You know, for being on as a guest for your favorite song, Call It In The Ear. Uh, as always, we ask our listeners, patrons, friends, family, you know, in this time of giving thanks to be excellent to each other. And party on, dudes. <laughs>